Here's the big question. What if you had to start over from scratch and build a business with limited time and resources? Maybe the economy just pulled the rug out from under you, or you're in a business that's underperforming or a career that's going nowhere. How would you flip the switch to go from where you're at to where you want to go? A profitable business that supports your family and allows you to live the life you were meant to live. My name is Jason Liu, and each week I'm going to bring you guests that are further down the road while documenting my own journey. Welcome to the business of feeling good. All right, everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the business of feeling good. I'm your host, Jason Liu, and I am so pumped and so excited and really honored to be interviewing Tara LaFerrera. And she is not only an incredible entrepreneur, um, someone that has really made a name for herself in the health and fitness industry, um, but someone that I've gotten to know personally over the past 13, 12, 13 weeks in a course that we just, we did together. And it's been so much fun just seeing her kind of share her light. Um, she has this incredible brightness and lightness to her, um, and it comes through in her social media, but she talks about insecurities. She has a lot of fun with it. Um, she also talks about, I love body positivity that really comes through on your page as well. Um, but Tara has a background, obviously, in um, being a D1 athlete um, in track and field. Is that correct? Or sprinting? It is. Yeah, I'm a sprinter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she has certifications in almost every area you can possibly imagine. Uh, mobility, yoga, personal training, uh, durability, kettlebell, and Olympic lifting. She's built out multiple streams of income. So she has the TL method, the academy. Um, she has a brick and mortar as well called Compass Fitness. And she's been featured in everything you can imagine from Shape Magazine to Women's Health, Red Bull, Finish Line. And, um, she has, we'll talk, we'll get hopefully into brand and partnerships as well, but she's really built a name for herself. She has an incredible following community of people that love, I mean, absolutely love her work. So Tara, thanks so much for spending time with us today. What an intro. I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't know it was going to be that good. Like that is nice. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so just pumped to be here. Uh, and just to honestly hear your voice for the next hour. So I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's great to have you on and um, to get a chance to kind of have this type of conversation. And I am so intrigued by your background because you didn't start here. And we can ju- we're going to jump all over the place today, if you don't mind. But I know you didn't start here. So would you mind kind of sharing? I heard there was a dream of being on Mad Men um, and having a life. <laughs> in advertising. So would you mind sharing a little bit about that uh, initial dream? I like, did you do your research or what you guys? He's good. He's really good. Um, I had this big dream. I watched Mad Men, you know, the main character, I can't even remember her name right now, but the one with the big boobs. Yes. yes. You know what I'm talking about? I, you guys, I'm like the most flat chested person in the world, but I was like, I'm going to be her. I'm going to have this cute outfit. I'm going to have these high heels and a walk around New York city and just like own the advertising world. That was like my big dream. And I don't know where it even came from, but I, I was like, I just need to be like in, in a room full of men and just like, be like, I own this shit. And I am like, powerful and strong woman. And I feel like I can do that today. And I I do that well today, but in a totally different world. But when I like originally, you know, went to school, I went to school for marketing and like even going through school, I was like, I want to get into advertising. I just, I just had this like feel with 
um, with other brands. And I love, I'm such a people person. I love being in front of people. I love making people happy and excited. And so that was kind of like where I always thought my, my world would be. And then I finished college. I graduated with marketing and my first ever job out, out of college was in insurance, which like, do you ever think about like one of your first like couple jobs and you're like, Oh my God. I mean, it was bad. But I, I made my way up to marketing, marketing, and then eventually worked at an advertising agency in Denver. So it wasn't New York City, and I didn't get to wear the cool high heels, which I can't even remember the last time I wore high heels at this point. Um, but I got there, and it was awesome. And then I was like, "What? This is lame." <laughs> like I, it wasn't all it you know was put out to be in my in my head. It was like you think that this is the coolest thing ever, and then you finally get there, and you're like, mm, "Nah, it's not the greatest." So, so yeah, that's kind of like where I got into at first. Yeah. So what was, it's so funny you mentioned that because like, I honestly thought I was going to go into veterinary medicine. And I was going to play with puppies and kitties. And then like day one was like, here's how to do a neuter and spay. And I'm like, nope, I'm out. Not for me. Not for me. <laughs> I so, didn't know that about you. That Do you have pets by the way? I have a beagle. Um, you have a dog too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wait, what, how old's your beagle? 14. He's on the older side. He's an old oh, he's, dog now. He, he's older. Yeah, <laughs> you like, yeah. that was a very sad 14. Yeah. Um, but you know, like dog, dog, they grow old with you. And like, it's so fun to watch them grow old. And yeah, I just got a puppy. She's seven months now and she's awesome, but she's crazy. She's on the other side. She's like crazy. I'm seven months old like right now. So I'm yeah. here. Um, um, that's amazing. I know, here I am always. Yeah, yeah. So no, if you have dog challenges, I'm not the vet for you. Um, I did not make it through. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me though, so you had this picture of that you wanted to go into advertising and it, isn't it so funny that when mm-hmm. we have like, this is good, how it's going to happen. This is what is my life plan is going to be. Um, what was the moment where you kind of had to realize that you had to walk away from that? Or I feel like there's these moments in our life where we kind of have to break away from what we thought was going to happen. And I have a lot of people that want to pivot. They have a lot of people that are in this space that want to move in a new direction. Like the pool is there. How did you let go of that? And where did you go into? Or how did it, because everyone wants this perfect soft landing of my next jump, but it's never oh, that way. Not at all. No. And for me, like I've always been someone that like works really hard. And so like, even when I was in school, I had an internship and was working and going to school full time. I also like when I was um, running track, I'd run track. And then I'd like on the weekends, I'd serve and bartend just to like, I was always like working hard. And I knew that there was more to it um, than just working in advertising, but I just didn't know what it was. And so mm. I actually, so after I ran track in school, I was a sprinter. So like, did you play any sports by the way? Soccer, badminton. Soccer. <laughs> Bad, oh, badminton. That's fun. Did you play in college ever? A little bit, but I wasn't that. I wasn't that kind of athlete, though. Okay, so I wasn't that kind of athlete. Either way, you were on some sort of team, right? Yeah. And so, like, I'm on this team. I'm a sprinter. I'm like, I'm fast. I'm strong. And then all of a sudden, like, when college is over, it's like taken from you. So, like, that's yeah. like a huge pivotal moment in the in the first place. Like, you have this such big loss of identity. You're this. I'm a sprinter. I'm an athlete. This is who I am. And I've never been really great at school. I'll be honest with you. Like, I was, you know, I was an athlete. I'm like I'm the cool athlete, right? that like school was just like, whatever I just like go to. I like, I knew I, I wasn't going to be an athlete for the, for the rest of my life, but I was like, 
you know, this is what I'm good at. And this is what I'm really great at, you know? And so it's taken from you. So like, first of all, loss of identity, how do I pivot from there? I pivot into long distance running. Mm. I hate long distance running, Jason. I've never liked it. I just, but that's all I knew. That's all I knew. So I was like, I'm just going to run. So I ran a few marathons, a few marathons. I don't even like running. Like, I don't even know why I was like, Oh, I'm going to do this. Right. So I ran a few marathons and I was like, this is it. I'm just like, I'm done with this. And so I tried so many different things. And then now here I am like 23, 24, like what, what else do I know how to do run track workouts? Like I just like run around the track and like maybe do some squats in here and there, but I didn't really know what I was doing. And so I, my friend of mine um, was like, you have to come to this boot camp in the park. It's so much fun. It's really cool. Like they just bring a bunch of equipment. It's like a really cool community, all this stuff. And so I finally went with her on a Saturday and I was like, this is my jam. Like, this is the shit. It's so much fun. It made movement fun again. And there was that competitive aspect, which, you know, I was an athlete for so long. So I was like, all right, like, this is cool. I loved it. So I started going every weekend and then they eventually turned into a gym later on. And so I started going to their gym. And then from that, from then I was like going to the gym for like a year and a half or so. And I got this advertising job and it just so happened where I got this advertising job and also got a job as a trainer, like at the same time. So I got group coach certified. And so my first class ever was like eight years ago, almost to the day, actually it was um, just like last week in August. Yeah. And it was a Friday class, Friday at five 30. And that was my first class ever. And I fell in love with it. I was like, how cool is it? to be able to get other people to feel the way I felt when I first came to that boot camp class. Hmm. It was just so much fun. It was like so motivating. It was like it was awesome. So then from then it was like I had one class a week and then I was like two and then and then there was a point where I was working my 9 to 5 and I would teach the 5:15, the 6:30 and then go to the gym from 9 to 5 and then some days teach like the 5:30 p.m. and like 6:30 p.m. like it was like crazy, but I loved it. I loved it so much and then there was a point like probably in the last year of the ad agency that I, you know, wouldn't work as hard. I'm like, I'm not like kind of here started kind of working on my like own brand, but I didn't like do anything with it. Hmm. I was like, I bought terrellawfair.com. I like posted three blog posts. It wasn't anything big, but I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then I got laid off and I got laid off and I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So now at this point, I had like 10 to 12 classes I was teaching a week. I, I got personal training certified. I was kind of doing all the things. And I was like, okay, oh my God, what do I do? I have to find a salary. I've got to find you know, health insurance and all the things. I got a job, like a, another job, because I got laid off like almost a couple of weeks later. It was pretty fast. I went there two days on the third day. I went to lunch with my friend and she's like, Hey, uh, what are you doing? What are you, what do you, why you have this job? Like, you don't want to be here. And I was like, no, I need this. And she's like, you got to quit. And it was wow. that, that day, like that third day that I left and I never went back to a full-time job again. I was like, this is my friend too. That like, I talk about all the time. It was, that was a pivotal moment. You have to have a friend in your life. That's like knocking on your head. Like what? what are you doing? Like shaking yourself, like get out of there. Um, and it was from then on that I just, I guess now it's five years from now. It's been like, I've had my own business and done my own thing. And like, that was the chance for me to be like, all right, like put on your big girl pants. Let's do it. It's interesting you say that because I think we all need that friend that can call BS on us. 
Like as much as we're like, yeah. no, 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 this is where I'm going. This is, this is going to be the path. It's like, no, it's bullshit. And yeah. that's incredible that you had that moment question. And this is kind of taking it, um, kind of taking a step back and looking at that moment. Can you recognize that voice sooner now? Or have you been able to kind of tune into kind of when you're out of alignment or not doing the thing you're not, you're supposed to be doing? Uh, yes and no. Hmm. I am a people pleaser too. I, I like, and so if there's something that there is a little bustle, I want to make sure that people are happy no matter what, even though I don't want to necessarily be there. Like I still to this day, I mean, like even while I had started that other job, I was doing fitness full time. I still did some freelance marketing and I was like, I didn't really want to do it, but there was still like a little piece of me that was like, oh, maybe I have to like be over here because they might need me or I might, might have to like go back to there. So there's still, there was like that. And there still is today that little, like, uh, like, you know, I had, I was just talking to her actually the other day and she's like, are you sure you want to do this instead of this? And I'm like, no, I don't know. Like, and it makes me rethink things. Um, but do I notice it? I, I notice it more. Yes. Do I act upon it as quickly? Probably not. Yes, hmm. at least. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And it's- this is, and this is talking to someone like you that has been in, you know, working for 20 plus years. Right. And so I'm sure you have a better understanding with it. Would you say, right? Shoot. I feel like I'm still trying to figure this game out right now. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Like, you think you do. And then maybe you're like, maybe I don't, or maybe this is making you think more about it. Right. There's just more levels to it. There's always more levels. You're just like, you mm, look at your parents yeah. sometimes and you're like, you must have it figured out by the time you're 50. You must have it figured out by the time you're 16. You're like looking and looking and looking. And I feel like, cause now I'm in my third, uh, late thirties. So I'm like 38 and I'm looking around I'm a parent and I've got a kid. And I'm like, shoot, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Like, I really don't. Like, I'm supposed yeah. to take care of this other yeah. person and I have no clue. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, do it. what was that? Because you have to do it. Because I was going to say, because, but you do it because you have to, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask about that transition because you were going from marketing background to I'm going to make this pivot and go on my own. And you talked about blog posts, buying like digital assets, how did, and maybe we're jumping the gun here, but how did marketing end up playing a role when you did make that jump? Were there lessons that you were able to take from doing ad agencies and working at these advertisement places that you were able to incorporate into your brand? Yeah, uh, for sure. I think, what did you go to school for, by the way? I studied, I was going to go veterinary medicine. Vet there, you were, you were going to be a vet. Yeah. I spent two years at UC San Diego and then I dropped out. I never finished. Okay. See, like marketing, Jason, is something that changes every day, right? Like, and I was someone that, um, so I worked in advertising as a project manager and got into this account manager role, but then they actually switched my role to social media, which like even social media five years ago was a lot different than it is today. And so do I think that it helped me start my business? Absolutely. Um, In the sense of, the people kind of interaction. I wouldn't say it helped me as much on the branding end. Um, just because I actually have a really good friend that helps me with a lot of my branding and, and we can talk about that if you want to, but 
it was more along the lines of like connecting with people and kind of understanding how some things work. But I think a lot of things really have changed a lot since, since it started. Um, um, sorry, I don't remember your actual question no, though. It's all good. I was just curious if what you learned in advertising played a part in uh, oh in kind of building out your brand here. Um, but you answered, you answered, you definitely answered like, um, and I do want to go back to branding in a second here. Um, let's pivot back over to fitness because you have a really avid, and I mean avid fan base. Like they love your work. <laughs> like genuinely. Like, That's so sweet of you. But, but like, I, I find that, I find that it's really rare when you come across people on social media, and this can go in any direction you want to take it, that come off genuine and authentic. And you have that. Like when I come across your account and I see you, it's not perfect Instagram pictures. And I mean that in the best of ways. It's shit happens, life happens, but you have this really great attitude. Like the, my favorite things watching you on social, and I've got a daughter who's eight right now. And like, I love your take on body positivity. Was that something you mm-hmm. always had coming into fitness or was that something you learned and grew into? Um, I definitely learned and grew into that's for sure. And I think even today, like I'll have good body positive days and bad body positive days. I think for someone, someone like myself, who, to be honest, I, I'm very muscular, like I've I've had this my whole life. Have I had a lot of issues with weight in the past? Absolutely. Like, especially in college and within my track team and my actual, my coach, like, and my mom who used to talk about it all the time. Yes. Um, but I would say I am a white cis woman with a very, I feel like I have pretty good genes anyway, but the things that I, that I think are quote unquote flaws, people may not even think of, or people be like, Oh my God, she has those too, which are mine are like skin and hair. And like, you know, I, everyone has cellulite and stretch marks and all the things, but no one really talks about it. And so that I really feel like came into play in the past like two or so years, because when I first started my page, it was all about inspiring movement. I just wanted to like people to like get up off their chair and just like move to feel good. And now it's not only that, but, but feeling the confidence that you can get after you move your body. And also knowing that each human and each specifically woman is different in their own very beautiful and unique way. And it's taken me, I mean, some days, just like anything else are way better than others. You know, like some days I will really be like, yeah, I am Peggy. I don't know. I'm like thinking about the Mad Men woman's name still. I am her walking down the street in New York City, like rocking it. And the next day I'm like, ooh, I got this pimple in the middle of my forehead and it just, can it just go away? You know, like I feel like these small. So I just want to talk about all of the, all of the feelings and emotions that come up as being a woman and how much strength training specifically has boosted my self-confidence and made me feel so much stronger. And so it's kind of like that both of like, yeah, this is like, things are crummy. And I, I'm sorry that I was cursing earlier. I hope that's okay on your podcast, (laughs) but some days are like shittier than others. And, and knowing that is okay, you know, and I just want to like be able to talk about that. And, and for young women too, growing up now to see, other people go through this stuff too, you know? What do you, what do you do in regards to comparison? Because when it comes Mm -hmm. to the fitness industry, there's, it's such a, 
at least from an outsider looking in, it feels so big. Like it feels so big. And to carve out like a, a handhold in that space, which you have definitely done, if not more, how do you deal with the comparison? Because it just feels like there's so many different flavors. And do you ever get self-conscious about posting? Like all the things that we learned in Empower are very uncomfortable for me when I first started. Like it's very uncomfortable to be out in front and you do such a great job of it. So do you have any advice? Um, are you an introvert or an extrovert? I'm an introvert. Yeah. You're an introvert, right? And you like, you're behind a microphone. You have a beautiful voice. I'm someone that's like, I don't really love to write. I don't love to like be behind the camera when I actually found, like, I'm, I'm the only girl in my family growing up. I had to like outshine all my brothers. I'm a very competitive, very outspoken and extrovert. So I feel like, you know, being myself is, is feels a little bit more natural to my, to me, maybe rather than you. And so like, I guess more along the lines of, do I compare myself? Oh my God. Yes, of course. It's like the worst. I think I like to put my phone away because that's like the hardest thing for me is, is the Instagram scrolling and being like, wow, she has perfect hair. Perfect. Like I always notice the things that I'm self-conscious about and I really honestly will like either unfollow or I'll mute people that make me feel like a lesser version of myself, even though they're not doing anything like, Oh, I'm better than you. It's just the way they look. And sometimes people like need to just like step away from people that make themselves feel smaller or feel worse about themselves. And so unmute, unfollow, um, try and surround yourself with positive people. Like when I used to work in, in insurance and in marketing, like there was always those people that would kind of bring me down and have some sort of negative energy around them. The more that there's negative energy around you, the more you will be negative. And so no matter what, I try to put myself like around positive and supportive people that will be like, Hey, you're not allowed to talk about that around me. You know? Yeah. I love that. So like the comparison thing I think is, is it's so hard. It's so hard because I always like, I'm just like, I want to be myself and I want to be open as much as possible, but I'm just like, Ooh, are they judging me slash am I doing as good as this person is, or could I be doing something differently or something like that? How did the, how did the following, this might sound really basic, but how did the following get to be as large as it is? Because you grew it really organically from what I see. Like, it seems like you went through these massive kind of like, it went from like 9k to like 20k to like, I think it's 107k on Instagram right now. Like, how did the, how did you end up building such an incredible following? Because I think a lot of people are like, how do I build an audience right now? Have you been following for a long time? Or you just know that from just personal? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, thank you for being such a You're like, are you, follower. Are you just a creepy, creepy yeah, stalker, Jason? <laughs> no, it's awesome. I mean, sometimes it'll be so funny. I'll just get these messages that'll be like, long time follower. And you know how people are like, long time listener, first time caller. Like they'll be like, long time follower, first time commenting. I was like, cool, you've been co- following for five years and this is the first comment I've ever gotten from you. <laughs> um, Instagram has changed a lot. It's changed so much. The first real big growth of mine was in 2017. That's three years ago that I was like, I, I mean, it was pretty slow moving for like the first 50K. And then basically from like 50 to 100. And even I've gone up to like 
120, but I've lost a ton of people because I've evolved and adapted over time. And so I think I've gotten to like 125,000 or something. And now I'm around 105, 107. It kind of ebbs and flows. When you get above like a certain number, people just don't really care. They're just like, I'm just going to press the follow button or I'm just going to, you know, it's or unfollow. It's very easy to see your numbers kind of go up and down. But when I saw a lot of my growth, it was when I did very educational things, but I made them funny. So like in through a few years ago, I used to do yes, no's. So it'd be like, here's how to deadlift and here's not how to deadlift. And like, sometimes it's hard for me to do things incorrectly. So I would over-exaggerate everything. I would be like, this is my arms and my legs. And it would just be like kind of funny. Like it was almost like infomercially. And those went I, for lack of a better word, and I hate this word, but viral. People would share it because they thought it was funny and just like saved all over the place because it was very informative, but it was, it just had some, some of like that funny value to it. At this point now in 2020, it's like, who knows? Sometimes things like really catch. Like I had a photo go viral like a few weeks ago with, with someone else that I was collaborating with. But like, sometimes I just have no idea. I'm like, this one's, sometimes I'll write a whole caption and be like, this one's going to crush it. And then it's like cricket. crickets. Um, yeah. I would say the most, like the biggest piece of advice I could give people to this day is collaborating with more people. It's getting on podcasts with someone like you or doing some sort of um, something that would be beneficial for both audiences, but also that you really trust a lot to Um value education being super yourself obviously like talking about your insecurities and and like not a ton of filters and just like being your authentic self i think is the most important thing and as you adapt which a lot of us in empower have recently into like someone else like know that things are going to change and people might drive, drop off and even your engagement might drop off but you're doing this to be your truest self you know, so, and you can evolve and change and adapt and that's how it works in life, you know? Amazing. Um, tell me if you don't mind going into the more of the fitness side here, because for someone that doesn't know the TL method and doesn't know kind of the ins and outs of how you look at fitness, do you mind kind of like giving us a little bit of like the introductory, like what makes Tara, um, so unique in her approach to fitness. Like what does Tara think about um, movement and mobility and kettlebells and Olympic lifting? Like what's kind of the core philosophy behind what you do? Movement should always be something you enjoy. I think Mm. that's like one of the biggest things I could say is that um, we all know that moving our body is so good for us, uh, just exercises in general, but it doesn't have to be so strict and there isn't one way to fitness. Um, if you like, just, we talked about this earlier, you know, neither of us like long distance running. So why do, why would we do it? If you're someone that hates burpees and cardio, why do it? Like there's so many ways to move your body. And there's also, um, so many ways that even throughout the day, like if you don't have time to go up and down the stairs, take a walk around the block, like all of those things can be very, um, friendly to your body, but also beneficial, you know, and, you have to do things that you really enjoy and that you really like. And so my like philosophy behind TL method and the way I move is that I have a ton of different modalities. Hmm. We have, like you said, we have cardio, we have mobility, we have um, yoga and we have strength training. We have a ton of different things and it's six days a week. 
I don't expect you to do every six days, but you now have options. You're like, all right, I'm going to pick three of those that I will, I'll do at my own time, you know? And so I want it to be fun. I want it to be interesting, but I want it to be like also making you feel like a really awesome person just afterwards, you know, like that confidence thing is huge. Cause that shows up in so many other aspects. It's like, how awesome is it when you can squat something that you never have before? And then you go into your next meeting at work and crush your meeting. Cause you're like, well, I mean, I just squatted 300 pounds. What about you, Jason? <laughs> I just, <laughs> you know? just PR today. <laughs> no. um, that's awesome. That's really cool. And then when it comes yeah. to, when it comes to fitness, how is, because you have not only online and we'll get into what you're doing with the Academy um, in a little bit here, but you also have brick and mortar. So you have compass fitness. How have things pivoted and changed with this current situation in 2020? Like how are you, how have you had to adjust or adapt or be resourceful when it comes to pandemic and COVID and everything else? Yeah. So I never really thought I was going to have a brick and mortar ever actually. And then it's, there's four of us that co-own one space and we signed the lease on our second space in February of this year, which was one month before the pandemic happened. So we opened for, we opened our second space last month and it's hard. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that fitness, I, I love being able to have both because I love being able to co- connect and interact with other people like in person, but also like really focus and help them with form. It's just a lot easier when you're with someone in person. Um, but how have we adapted? I mean, social distancing, we have to wear masks. We have to make sure, you know, people feel really comfortable, but we also have an online piece now too. And so when, when everything kind of went down in March, we pivoted to the online space and we have a monthly subscription program, um, through compass as well. And it's like our other source of revenue while things are kind of, kind of starting to build back up, people are kind of coming back in the space. But now that we have a second space that was supposed to be a little bit more wellness based, um, you know, we are going to have a massage therapist and physical therapist and chiropractor and stuff all in there. Their businesses has shifted. So now we have to kind of adapt a little bit more to that space. Got it. So kind of figuring it out. I mean, like the online space and just making sure that people feel as comfortable as they can coming into the space. You and I both did a program called Empower You, where we both met Jess. And I'm curious, two questions. One, how did you end up in Jess's world? Because everyone's got a story. And then two is, I think it's incredible to watch people from all walks of life decide to invest in themselves while everyone else is kind of pulling away and contracting from uncertainty, not knowing what's going to happen in this new landscape there was this community of people, there were 54 of us when we first started our class that decided to go like, kind of like, I'm going to invest heavily into my business and into myself and trying to learn new skills here. Um, so maybe I shouldn't have asked both, but my, my question is, where did you learn the habit of investing into yourself? Um, because for a lot of entrepreneurs and even people in all walks of life, that isn't always necessarily the, the norm. Um, and I find it such an incredible skill that people have developed and learned. Um, first question I'm, I'm at Jess through Instagram. Jess was actually, she was following me, but I think we kind of had all the same people, but she reached out to me in like January, February and sent me a voice message. And that was the first voice message I ever got from anyone. The power of voice message. I swear to you. I was like, oh, I'm going to follow her back. And we just kind of voice message for a little while. 
then I saw that a couple other bloggers and Instagrammers I knew were in her past program. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. So she jumps on a phone call with me like this. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is like the real deal. So yeah, I mean, she's obviously very powerful and we're so excited to be in empower you together. And I'm excited to just meet people like you. Um, and then second question, uh, investing in yourself. I want to just briefly talk about the branding thing that I was telling you about earlier, yeah. because for the first year, I no, it had to have been at least two years of my business. Everything I did was through trade everything. I mean, I had no, I didn't have any money and I was also kind of coming off this like salary job. And so when I think about even investing in myself, even just with that, I'm still investing my time. So I would I had my, I still, my, my same logo this day, my colors, my branding, my fonts, all the things were from one of my friends. Um, and I used to train her once a week, every week for like two years in a row. We'd meet every Friday and she just created this whole brand thing for me. Wow. And she still works for me to this day now, but now I pay her and I thankfully don't have to take my time out of my day to do that, to, to train her. But like now she's, you know, a paid contractor for me. So in the beginning, when you're first starting out, like I always suggest trade. I, I don't know about you. How do you feel about trade? I love it. I, think I love it. An amazing yeah. dynamic too. Yeah. You can create a relationship with someone and you can really like work with each other. Cause a lot, of, I mean, she was starting her business too. So I'm like, we're both trying to start this own thing. And she wanted to just get in the gym a little bit more. So her, and then my boyfriend was helping me with photography and videography I didn't really do anything for him. I was just his lover and <laughs> and now I could pay him, you know? So it's like, it's those things that you can trade for and that can technically be an investment for yourself. Um, now though, with investing, I invested in a business coach last year, two years ago, maybe or so. Um, it was two monthly calls for 30 minutes. And every time I got off the phone with her, I felt more overwhelmed. I was very stressed. I was like, I always felt like I was getting behind. Like it always, it just made me feel like she was giving me more work. And so I kind of had a bad experience when I first, when I first did it. Um, and so when something like this came up for me, I, and when I saw what it was doing for other people, it was time for me to try something new and I was excited to try it. But we both know, we all know that if we don't invest in our business, then we can't really grow it. We can't really evolve it. And so, um, what would I tell people to invest in themselves? You know, just like with anything else, like you're investing your time to work out in the morning for your body to feel good later on. You're investing your time with sleep so that you don't feel like shit later on in the afternoon. Like you're investing in so many different other, in other aspects of your life. Why can't you invest financially in yourself? You know, it's a really, it's a great point that you make. And I love that you talked about trade as well, because I think it's such a big step that sometimes we think we can't afford things. And so we don't do it. And I love trade because it puts you in a place where you can swap your talents, you can help someone else. And it also, what I find when, even when I'm coaching right now, clients is that when they trade, they get to see the mirror back at them saying, I didn't know I was good at that, or I didn't know that this would help someone else. And so I think there's that added benefit of being able to see where their light shines. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. For other people as well. What's, um, what's for you when it came to branding? Cause I want to go back to that moment for a second. I know that marketing was, or advertising, I should say, was kind of 
in your a little bit in your zone of genius. I know it wasn't exactly where you wanted to be when it came to the career, but what did you learn from branding and working with this this individual that helped you put together your brand? Um, and were there things that like you didn't think about because branding something that's still a bit foreign to me right now. So I'm just curious, were there areas or are there tips that you have when it comes to branding? Oh God, hire someone else, Jason. (laughs) Are you, did you? (laughs) Um, Man, I, that was for me, I, I've been around social media and I like writing short witty captions or I'll be like, Oh, this is a funny meme or like something like, like that kind of stuff. When it comes to like your fonts and your colors and like that kind of stuff, I'm just like, Ooh, that's so beyond my genius. Um, when we first met, she had this whole list of questions that she'd ask me and it would be everything from like, if you were a pair of shoes, what would your shoes be? I'm like, what is this weirdo asking me this question? But it came into play. I'm like, it, this all makes sense. I like, I know that the lines in my logo are, are the way that they are because I loved Adidas shoes at that part. At time. Like the uh-huh. regular Adidas shoes. I was like, Oh yeah, these are the shoes, the all stars. Like this is, that was my shoe. Um, purple's always been my favorite color. So like, that's a huge part, part of it. And she gave me a lot of different aspects that I can kind of choose from. Um, but I would say, Hey, like working with someone else with that is just really nice or just soundboarding different ideas, um, creating a, uh, like cutting out newspapers and being like, I really like this. And maybe this idea would be better, but that's kind of a great idea to like figure out just like themes of your brand. Um, yeah, I don't, it's, it's funny that I was in, even in advertising at one point. Cause I'm like, I don't even know any of this stuff. <laughs> it looks great now. I'm like, this is, looks really nice. Making sure it's really consistent is another key thing. People, sometimes I'm like, do people even actually notice this? But like, they actually do. Because a lot of people will comment on my website and they'll be like, oh yeah, this is like really nice. I'm like, yeah, I didn't do it. Thank you so much though. <laughs> no, yeah. it's a great lesson. It's a great lesson to say, hey, I'm just going to hire out. If it's not my zone of genius, I'm going to hire out this thing. And I think that's a beautiful yeah. lesson. What's, um, what happened with the, you had TL for how long now? Two years, three years, the TL method. Um, TL method. It was two years in July. Yeah. And then you jumped to, do you mind telling people about what you're doing with the Academy? Yeah. So TL method is a monthly subscription. That's a very affordable thing. So it's six, like I was saying, it's six brand new workouts a week. Um, they're all in GIF formats. So it's really easy to follow along, um, minimal equipment, minimal space, all the things. And that was something that I was like, so excited to push out. And now it's been live for two years. And I was like, this is amazing. I'm so excited. Anyone can join. It's very affordable. Um, I have everyone from like college kids to like my boyfriend's mom, 65 years old. Like there's just a huge range, um, all levels. I wanted the Academy to be a small group program, only women to basically like be really comfortable in this space, but also learn a ton. So not just the workout, the daily workout, they also get nutrition, they get mindset, they get accountability, they get a lot more of me, which some people really like, and some people are like you again. (laughs) Um, and they just get a lot more of like handholding throughout the whole process because fitness can be very overwhelming. There's also a lot of information out there. There's also very confusing. It's very, it can be very scary and intimidating. And so I want to be 
someone that can really guide them through this whole process, but like in a small group that they feel vulnerable and excited to like be in with together. So yeah, just started that. Um, I had my first one that started in July and then I'll run a second program this month in September. That's awesome. What was that? When did you know it was time to jump up to a new level? Was it demand or did you feel the itch to do something bigger? Such a good question. Cause even to this day, I'm like, it's like, it's a higher ticket thing. You know, it's scary and it's not as affordable for everyone. And I've, I've had this conversation in empower several times and have been like, Oh my God, am I imposter syndrome? Make, you know, those days when I said, I feel smaller some days I'm like, am I worth this? You know? And then I'm like, no, like, yes, people want it. They, Oh, I I have people all the time in my program that ask for all of these things. Hmm. And so it's really just having this all in one place and making it another investment for themselves. Like if I can invest in my business, then they can invest in themselves to make them better and have these long-term healthy habits that they can take forever. Um, And so, yes, people have been asking this for a long time, but not maybe not in this specific way. Uh, I just wanted people, women to feel really comfortable in a space, especially during this time of COVID where they might not have their best friends with them next to many, like as much, they might not have like their sisters or close friends or any of those things. And so this can be a place where we can be like really open and vulnerable to quote strangers who are now friends, you know? I love it. Where's what's, this might be like a, I'm just going to lean into the current plateau that I'm on, but what's next? Um, like, What's next for, for Tara? Where's the, where's the next mountain or is there a next mountain or is it just enjoying where you're at right now? Have you thought about, and you just went through a big expander. You just went through a big, like I'm trying something new or doing something new. So is there a new mountain you're looking to conquer when it comes to business and fitness? Oh, this is such a big question. Cause I really did just like launch this thing. I want to like in the next year, really grow this new program, but I would honestly love, so I have a few people that are working for me um, as a contractors, but I'd love to have someone. Oh, it's like scary for me to say full-time, but like maybe full-time with me would be amazing, but even a little bit more than I'm this assistant I have right now works some hours, but I'm like even a little bit more. So there's more help in being able to streamline processes and um, make things easier. So I'm not working 170 at five hours a week. That's really what I really want. <laughs> uh, and obviously to uh, PR my squat, my deadlift. <laughs> obviously. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to um, circle back around in a year and just see the epic business and the incredible team I'm sure you're going to have that you're going to build with. Um, if people want to get into you want to be in a year, what do I want to be in a year? Shoot. Um, for me, this, this has been, I think it's getting more comfortable being in my own skin and being out in public a bit. It's just, it's, um, it's, it's stopping being, uh, so conscious about, being in front of a camera and being out and about and um, being able to open up a bit because that is like my natural tendency is just like, I'm cool hanging out in the background. <laughs> I'm cool not mm-hmm. being seen. So that's a big part Are you of it. A homebody too. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's like my wife, my little one and our dog. And it's like, 
nothing really changed during lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Did your wife always work from home? She, so she was a professional cook in San Francisco prior to having our daughter. And then she came home and we actually ended up running pop-ups. So we did like monthly dinners out of the house, which obviously all started or stopped with COVID. Um, but yeah. yeah, we were, we're all homebodies. We're like, we all work together at home and we're all good friends and we okay, actually but, like each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's all that really matters, right? That you like each other. <laughs> like it's good to love each other. All right. So I'm going to check like back other. in a year. I'm going to check back in a year. You're going to be in front of the camera more. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, deal. Okay. Fine. We'll, we'll hold each other accountable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 2021. Can you even imagine like, Oh man. No, Who but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited yeah. because I really do think that at some point in time, not that I don't, and not that I'm not empathetic to all the challenges that are happening right now, but I really have this huge belief that people like you and people that are moving while it's uncomfortable to move, when the world is contracting, find, people are finding a way to expand, that there is going to be a tipping point when it all comes circling back. And I'm excited to see kind of what happens to these people that were moving while everyone was stopping. And it's exciting. Ooh, I like that. Moving while everyone was stopping. You got to pivot when things get thrown in your way, right? There's an obstacle. What are you going to do? Are you going to just let it stop you? Or are you going to jump over it, hurdle it? <laughs> This is That's Tara's, what we're doing. This we're is, hurtling, this is, by this the way. is uh, group group coaching. Um, where can people? Where, <laughs> it is. Where, where can people kind of dive into your world? Where can they? What's what's the best best place to come find you? Where do they kind of get more of your stuff? Just go to Instagram. I'm I'm there probably too much. Honestly, I'm trying to get off there a little bit more. Instagram website, um, Facebook, YouTube, everything is just my full name, Tara LaFerrera. And there's just a lot of A's and a lot of R's, but I promise you'll find me if you kind of get the gist. You can type it in wrong and you will still find Tara because she's that big. Uh, well, it depends on if you're adding like a U or like an I somewhere. Just go like A-R-A-R-A-R and you'll find it. <laughs> I promise I will link all the show notes at the bottom so people can definitely get into your world. You are an incredible light. Um, Genuinely, it is an honor to spend some time to get to know you better. And more importantly, just to to be a part of the world. Um, You are doing so much great work, especially for like, in my opinion, body positivity, building confidence, getting people to move. Like it's inspiring to watch. And I know this is the beginning of a lot of big steps for you, Tara. So thank you so much for spending time and hanging out today. Thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. Hope to talk to you guys all soon. All right. I'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks again. I hope you guys grabbed some great value out of today's conversation. If you want to further the conversation, I'd love to meet you personally. We've got a free Facebook community that you can dive into, free content, more resources, and I do lives every single week where I get a chance to interact with you and help coach you on exactly what you need. If you want to find it, you can find us at The Business of Feeling Good, or you can search the hashtag BOFG. Again, that's hashtag BOFG. If you like this episode, please share it. I'd love to hear from you. Your comments, your reviews truly mean so much to me. It's the lifeblood of what keeps me going, and it's how I craft the content that's better going to impact you. I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Until then, cheers. Cheers.